Hi, my name's Alistair. Hi, my name's Kat, and this is Bampot Productions Podcast. What do you have for us today, Mr. Hodgson? Oh, a big fat egg. <laughs> That's Zero. what I say. Oh, come on, doing. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I feel like we were trying to find something to talk about for the past half hour, and it's such a slow news day. I mean, Afghanistan has been solved. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Women throughout Texas are supporting the new heartbeat abortion laws. Um, I think they're up to 95% approval for that one. Uh-huh. Um, in the UK, the COVID vaccine passports are now being rolled out with almost no opposition in Parliament. Shop. Um, what? Shop. Um, Maybe I'm finding it hard to find something to talk about, so I'm looking to you to maybe find something to talk about. Oh, me so. too. I'm just saying it's genuinely a difficult one to find because there's so much going right in the world right now. We should talk about all the good things that happened today. So we're currently based in the UK. And... Currently based? <laughs> We've always been based in the UK. Yeah. And... Sorry, I laughed at that. Listeners, I apologise. Okay, you take over. No, no, and? No, I was just about... <sighs> no, it's okay, you take over for a while. You're saying we're currently based in the UK, we and? Are. I was just going to say some of the good stuff that's happened today, but... Can you just say it, please? I feel like you're too cynical to enjoy <sighs> the good news. Can you just tell me, please? Thank you. So far, there's been no train crashes in the UK. There's hardly any anyway. Yeah, but there haven't been any today. Okay. Is that not good news? Yes. Or do you think it would be good news if there was a crash? People not dying in a train crash is always a positive yeah, right. news. Okay, and then? That's all I'm saying. Well, I saw a headline in the Times. And do you know what it said? It mm. said, new rules will let women freeze eggs for 55 years. Now, I don't know what people knew, right? But if in the UK, I'm pretty sure under the National Health Service, Mm -hmm. if a woman whose fertility was affected through disease, they could actually have their eggs frozen. Oh, yes. Eggs, sperm and the embryos frozen. That was allowed. The women could have their sperm frozen. No, in general, the National Health Service would allow that. I don't think that you had to pay unless... You wanted it done in a different way Wait, or for sure. longer. But now, um, ministers have proposed that there's a statutory storage limit on egg sperms and the embryos, and it should be increased from the limit of 10 years. Okay. Um, so at the minute, the women who were sick through disease and maybe would have issues of infertility, they could have their eggs stored for 55 years. But all the others only had the egg stored for 10. Um, uh, but now they're proposing, although it's not been passed, but now they are proposing that prospective parents would be given the option to keep or dispose of the frozen cells or embryos at 10-year intervals. Um, yeah, I mean, this isn't really something I knew much about. It's a very specific process that unless you were affected by it, perhaps through possible infertility um it okay if you're male or female yeah but i think maybe men might think about this less or men i'm not sure don't men have less diseases that can make them infertile i thought that 
infertility generally through disease tended to affect women more. Mm. I I didn't think because also women, even if they're healthy, have a limit as the eggs they have because I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but a female is born with a certain amount of eggs. And as soon as she hits puberty around about maybe 12 or 13, millions just die. So by the time she's in her mid-30s, like she's got very few left. So I have a lot left. Superb. Good um. news. <laughs> I think there are similar numbers for men as well. Like really? the sperm numbers, or while they created all the time they they're do. constantly produced for men it's not the same but the number and the quality of them decreases with age as well so um i mean th- th- this is true for both men and women i think the older you are having um a child there are higher risks of um uh, the child having certain conditions as well as the pregnancy being more difficult um it's interesting though i wonder if the infertility is an issue for like uh, if there are more more. diseases or if it's just that it's a more complex like you know with men it's to do with sperm so i guess that's kind of like given that's the only thing really contributed biologically i guess maybe it's just that it's an easier thing to fix or solve like you know if a guy has say a low sperm count or low quality sperm maybe it's just easier to kind of like give a sample and have quality ones filtered out maybe that's just easier than all the things that can go wrong wait you mean that men can filter out sperm that isn't of good quality i think that's a part of it yeah no i think you mean i really don't pick out sperm yeah this good quality i don't think actually i'm well that's what i mean yeah you can pick out like select Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to go into depth about the process. I don't even really know about it. But I think you can maybe select. I'm really not sure about this, so it's not an area I know a lot about. But I think that is part of it. a process where you can select yeah. or specifically find sperm in men that are mm-hmm. more viable. And same, if you're doing something like IVF, then a part of that treatment is selecting the most viable eggs. So there are, um, but they're easier, I guess, to work with. Um, I don't really know. But I tell you one thing, that fertility is more of an issue for women because women have a limit as to the amount of eggs. Right. And as they grow older, the, uh, they they lose... Well, it's not that they lose more. They lose the same amount, but obviously as a female matures, um, she, she will have less, so there's less of an option. And this is when doctors say, you know, there maybe could be more problems in terms of... Sure. Uh, uh, the disabilities with uh, the unborn child but women have a limit because as you know when they hit the menopause that's it and some women hit the menopause young like my um, mother had a few friends that hit the menopause in the early 40s wow yeah happened um, some women maybe are more what's the word virile um, and they manage to maybe not hit 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 the menopause until their mid to late fifties. Uh, so fertility maybe is definitely more of an issue for women. So if you include the time limit on eggs and the diseases, infertility mm-hmm. definitely is more of a problem for women than men, which is why they're probably saying, well, let's increase the limit. But they're not just saying on eggs; they're saying eggs, sperm, and embryos. Yeah. I don't really know what an embryo is. So what's an embryo? 
An embryo is when the you know, a sperm and an egg fuse, and it's a, its own okay. um, it's its own unique uh, genetic code at that point. So, okay, so that's like the beginning scientific process for the unborn child, then. Yeah. Okay, or for the baby, I guess is the term, right? Is that what that is? I don't know. I really don't know a lot about this area. Um, I don't know the terminology. But I'm curious about what the old limits were on freezing. Um, I can I tell you what yeah. the old limits were. Women who were affected through <clears throat> disease on mm. the National Health Service could have their eggs frozen for 55 years. Mm. But if you wanted your eggs frozen and you weren't ill or didn't have an issue of infertility, it was 10 I'm not sure actually now whether the National Health Service, I'm pretty sure the National Health Service provided that service. So can I, I just ask, it was ever is that now it's 55 years or Proposals, that was before? but it's not cast in stone. They're right. saying that they're proposing, the ministers are thinking about this. 10 years doesn't seem like a long time to store. Because I mean, it, well, I think a common reason you need, you, know, you can store sperm or eggs if you're undergoing, say, chemotherapy for cancer, which damages genetic material, DNA, so you want to get that stuff out so that you've got healthier stuff before, you know, um, you like, yeah, before you undergo the treatment, get the healthy stuff out and keep it. 10 years doesn't seem like a hell of a long time, like, given that, you know, you, you could be receiving cancer treatment at age 14 or 15 easily. Um, yeah, which you're means now that saying you're that still relatively young after the 10 years. So you have to make a choice about having a family by your mid-twenties? That doesn't seem like a very current attitude to this. Oh, I never thought about that. Like, that could be really Yeah, young, I never like, thought about that. Yeah. I guess maybe because, although I don't know specifics, I would have thought if a woman gets older and she maybe hasn't found a partner, but she still wants to build a career, she would think about yeah. freezing them. But now you're mentioning these other situations. Is there going to be an upper limit on this as well? Like, let's say you're 40. Let's say you're 40, right. You under, like, you, for whatever medical reason, you need to have this... Right, so you're saying, is there a limit as to when the eggs can be used, depending on the age of the woman? Well, would they put a limit on how long they'll store it for? Because they're saying uh, 55 years. But proposals, yeah, but proposal, it's not cast yeah. in like, stone yet. But let's say the person's 40 years old and they need to get okay. it frozen. 55 years would take them up to 95. Are they really going to store that until the age of 95? Like, These that seems very... impractical. These are specific things that I'm not really sure about. And the National Health Service is an institution yeah. and they are limited by, you know, money and the For sure. of the government. So I think that's a really valid point. But here's an issue that I see with this. And it's brought in by the fact that you mentioned the age limit and 40. Like you mentioned, what if a woman, you know, not particularly old in her late... 30s and she has a chance the national health service to freeze eggs mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure this is through the national health service and maybe when she's in her mid 50s hitting early 60s she decides yeah i want a kid <clears throat> do you think there should be okay i'm just gonna ask directly what do you think about that in the context of morality and ethics should a woman that's that old be a parent yeah i don't think there's any but reason is it fair why to not. the child P 
people can have kids at that age naturally. You know, that's not uh, like an unheard of. It's rare, but it's not unheard of. It's quite unusual. It is unusual, yeah. but it can happen. If you're very fer- fertile. Yeah. <clears throat> I think if a person wants to have a kid, I don't see why not. Um, if you could show any number. I've heard a few people talk about that, and I guess I'd be interested in looking at numbers about like life outcomes for the child born to older parents. Um, I actually think in some ways you could maybe argue that there are certain benefits. Like I know there's a certain, like there's a, the older you get, there's a higher chance of the child having certain diseases um, and whatnot. However, because the quality of the eggs and the sperm are less as a person matures. Yeah. But I also wonder if, you know, if you imagine someone having a child in their early twenties, you know, Mm. a couple, you're very young at that age, probably liable to make more mistakes than if you're older. So I wonder if that balances out over time. Well, that's interesting. I mean, okay, so I think what you're saying, broadly speaking, I I agree with. You're saying that if a person's older and more mature, but a reasonable age, not really old, mm. where their body like falls apart and their mind goes that they're more mature, they're more responsible, they can take care of the child better. Uh, they could teach the like child more because you know if you're sensible then you know as you mature you know you learn from your mistakes that's what they say you know you learn from experience I agree with that but surely age is a factor because there was a woman in Spain <clears throat> this is a very strange thing but a few years ago I don't know if you can I don't know if you can remember this she was uh, she was in her late 50s and approaching 60 um, single parent, but she had two grown children and mm-hmm. they were mature and they were doing their own thing. She decided to have another child and she approached 60. She like passed away when that child was four. Mm. And the responsibility of the child, well, was forced upon the other yep. two siblings who were decades older. <clears throat> that doesn't seem fair to me on, on the child, on the other family members. But at the same time, you know, Spain doesn't have any laws that limit a female from doing that. But once again... It just doesn't seem fair in everyone else. But life isn't fair. And I have to say, um, people, parents can die at young ages as well. Um, But they're less likely to. But it's not going to be massively increased when you're in your 50s and 60s. Like, But there's definitely more chance. There is. you, you could only... I mean, maximum age, you could live to, what, it's like 100. But... At least when you hit your 70s, you tend to decline. I guess the question is, over a 20-year period, which is roughly how long you'll you know, want to be raising a child for quite directly, at uh, the minimum amount of time, um, what are your chances of dying in your, like, over a 20-year period between those ages? Like, if it was to go up many, many, many times, then, yeah, you could maybe make an argument, but... To be honest, I don't think so. It's not. I don't think really? that's something that should be legislated again. So are you saying that... Here's the question. I'm just not sure if it's fair. But, well, it's not fair, but that's life isn't fair. We kind of talked about this in terms of the abortion thing yesterday. Sometimes life just isn't fair, and people get to make decisions that aren't overly... I, I just find it a weird one to suggest legislating against it, you know. Oh, there's a... I didn't suggest that. I just said there was there there was no laws against it in Spain. I didn't say they should yeah. le- legislate against that. In fact, I I think in a so called democracy you would find it very hard to, because people would just instantly say, "Well, is their right?" And okay, fine, that's fair enough. I didn't actually say they should. I'm just kind of questioning 
is it fair? <clears throat> You're saying that life's not fair. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay, that's a fair uh, point. It's just... My even question if the woman didn't die, mm -hmm. wait, let's say she didn't die, she's approaching 60. I mean, in 10 years, she could have gone like downhill very quickly, e even if she has survived, because you tend to find, broadly speaking, statistically, mm -hmm. most people generally going into their late 60s, early 70s tend to decline. That's true. But Mentally as well, that's even worse. You're also going to find that by the time you get to your late 60s, that person's going to be of retirement age. So there is a chance that they'll be able to dedicate more time, you know, rather than having to balance eight hours at work with, you know, um, 16 hours at home with the child. Um, at that age, I guess you could argue that they would actually be... Um, maybe have more time by the time they reach retirement age and that might balance out the tiredness issue or the age. I, I know there's a lot of people talk against it, but my question is this. I think <clears throat> if someone wants to do this privately or pay for it themselves, or like I, I assume you're kind of roughly talking about requiring extra medical treatment to achieve a pregnancy at that age, not just naturally. Um, I certainly don't think you should legislate pregnancies at that age like i don't think it should be forced that women have abortions if they're pregnant over the age of 60 like that seems oh i didn't say that no i know but that's kind of what i'm saying i'm just saying is a fair in the principle of being fair as opposed to legalities i think that's fine but like there isn't like once again sometimes life's just shitty and yeah if someone a family member or someone you know wants to have a kid at that age yeah there's a chance that that may put extra burdens on you maybe but the point is, I don't see any reasonable way to um, legislate against that, like natural pregnancies anyway. Um, like, I don't think you could force people to get, you know, um, sterilization at a certain age. And I don't think you could force abortions on people. So I think you just have to accept that that's going to be part of life. Some people are going to get pregnant at old age. Some people are going to get pregnant um, when they can't fully support or take care of a child anyway. That's part of life. And... I don't really think you can legislate for that. Um, however, however, my point is, I think far more interesting to me is when those treatments should be supported by, say, the government or taxpayers kind of thing. So I think if, let's say so, there's a woman who's 60 and she wants to have a child uh, or a couple wants to have a child, they're going to require, and they and let's say they require some sort of medical intervention like IVF or whatnot. I think if the person is willing to pay for that themselves, I don't really see a problem with that. You know, if it's going privately and whatnot, I don't think that should be legislated against. Um, obviously, with everything else being considered, if the pregnancy is going to put, you know, either of the you know the the mother or the child at an increased risk, you can ask whether that's a decent medical you know someone's suffering a whole host of medical issues mm -hmm. and problems um and this is a very this is going to pregnancy is going to be very dangerous for them um i think you can maybe talk about it not being right to perform as i say assisting someone to get pregnant at that age i think there is maybe a debate to be had about when the government should pay for it like on a pro mm -hmm. on a national health service type of thing and I certainly think I could be very um, I'd certainly listen to arguments about at certain ages it's not something that should or would be provided oh, right. yeah. because the national health service you know it's it, if there was an unlimited budget 
for the National Health Service. Which is what we all want. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless we have a magic wand and get all the budget. This is a, you could pay for any treatment and people would have much better outcomes. However, there's not. It exists in the real world. And sometimes, like all the time, you have to balance um, the cost of treatments with the potential outcome of them. And um, I certainly think that these types of treatments should be... Um, analyzed based on um yeah outcomes so i think i was curious i wonder how much it costs per year to store egg or sperms because they need to be kind of deep frozen i think it's a very Do they need to be like, yeah like it's like minus incredibly what? cold temperature yeah you would die in the temperature it's so cold oh no no for sure yeah yeah it's definitely that kind of i don't know why it needs to be like super cold for some reason i don't know but um i wonder yeah the cost of it i'd like so thinking no about clue. this over 10 years to 55 years, it might be that's very expensive. I don't know what the cost is to store. Let me just Google that quickly just now so we can get an idea of these costs. Because as soon the as you start... The cost to store like, what, like a batch of yeah. eggs or something or a batch of sperm. Cost to Gosh, I don't even know. Freeze eggs per year. The average cost of having your eggs collected and frozen is £3,300 with medication... £3,300? Yeah. For a bunch of eggs. With medication being an added 500 to 1,500, storage costs are extra and tend to be between 125 and 350 per year. So that's not horrendously expensive for a treatment. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't. Given that that's the cost per year, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't increase the, the length there. It doesn't seem like a horrendously expensive thing. There is a... Uh, so I'm going to forget the numbers here, but within the NHS, when they're trying to figure out how much money to spend on someone, um, they have a thing called a quality of life year. Um, so they assume that an average healthy person, one life, one year in their life um, is the kind of base unit you measure it by for an average healthy person. Um, and if you... If a treatment costs a certain amount of money to give one of those quality of life years, then it'll go it's something like a hundred thousand or a hundred and thirty thousand pounds per quality of life year. That's what they'll pay for a treatment. Um however it's a bit subjective because they have to also balance that with I say the, the actual quality of life. So um let's say the quality of life that someone can expect after a treatment is 10% that of a normal person living a year of their life, then they'll only be prepared to spend 10% of that 150,000 per year that you can expect after a treatment. So for most people at a young age, most treatments don't come anywhere near to needing to be analyzed by that. Um, you know, if you're in your 20s and you're undergoing, say, a cancer treatment, you know, the potential for you to live a quality life after that is so good that almost any cost is justifiable for it under that model. Um, I, I wonder, like, and I guess that's the thing, right? For me, I, when you're trying to analyze kind of this reproductive, the cost of this reproductive health, like IVF and stuff for women of that age, I guess you have to ask what the quality of outcome is going to be for the person. And I say I'm very happy. I, I don't think I do, sorry, to answer your question very, very directly. Um, for me, I have no problem with a woman getting naturally pregnant at any age. If it happens, it happens. And then whatever they want to do is their choice. I really don't think I have a huge problem with it, like being able to go private to pay 
for IVF and stuff to make that happen. And I think that a lot of this reproductive health care should be provided on the NHS. But obviously, I think that there are certain budget constraints as well. And I think that I have no problem with um, analysing case by case to see how much it's costing and what the outcome is going to be. You know, a generally healthy person who, say, has undergone, you know, um, chemotherapy and requires the eggs frozen and the IVF to become pregnant. I have no problem with with that being done almost universally. Like, but I, I do I have sympathy for the fact that by the time someone reaches their 60s, the quality of life is going to go down and therefore maybe the amount of money you're willing to put into that should also go down as well at that point. I think that's how mm. I feel about it. <clears throat> no problem with natural pregnancy at an old age. Yeah. Very how little long problem with going private. How much money should at should the yeah. National Health Service be expected to spend on storing egg sperms and embryos? Bearing in mind that this needs to be weighed in the total context yeah. of other um processes and other operations and just other stuff that the national health service needs i mean i don't even know the amount i mean it's not like an astronomical amount that the national health service receives just to keep going to just function whereas to freeze egg sperms and embryos is a relatively modern process it's only a few like it's only uh a couple of decades and in fact it's not actually the process of freezing eggs sperms and embryos is not life-saving for a person you know it's not kind of on par with cancer treatment with accident and emergency and i get it's not a fair comparison i'm just saying when it comes to the national health service it boils down to number stats there's obviously the political whims as well so there will definitely need to be um, regulations regarding, you know, how long it can happen. Just have a look here as well. I thought IVF was more expensive than this, but mm. it doesn't seem particularly... Expensive is IVF and National Health Service. So I don't know. And National Health Service obviously kind of free, but it says, you know, um, women under the age of 30 should be offered three cycles of IVF. Having a look at a few... Um, oh, three. Right. Um, having a look at a few here, there seems to be... Um, uh, seems to offer the greatest chance of three and each cycle costs about ten thousand pounds so it's that's actually cheaper than i thought it was i guess i've always looked at american prices for that which (laughs) american healthcare is obviously astronomical lose your house and all your money this is it um (laughs) but hey you've got a child i have to say once again at that cost even someone in their um you know over the age of 40 or even maybe even into 50s that's probably not too expensive to offer them a few cycles um and give them the, the chance, like, the cost-benefit there, I think, seems just about fine. Um, I, I certainly don't think, anyway, I was saying, sorry, I, I was thinking, in terms of this, I don't see a moral problem with offering this. I think if someone's making a medical decision based on all the evidence, you know, um, it's their choice whether they want to try and get pregnant at kind of any age and do something, as long as they know that the... Because I certainly don't think it should be a moral reason. I don't think a doctor should say, I don't believe a mother should be 60 years old um, and say no. Like that, that, that shouldn't be a moral or ethical question, I think, for the doctor in that sense. 
Um, but I'm very sympathetic to say, looking at budget and stuff and probably the outcome. I mean, there will be, be limits lower. as to the amount of people they can do it for and as to the time, exactly. right? Yeah. Because how much would it cost, like, store batch? You said it was 3000 300 so maybe about for a batch to collect and stuff but then mm. you also had so it looked like about four to five thousand for the collection and then about but that's not how roughly yeah. 200 a year to store it so 200 a year to store it so currently so you calculate that for 55 years but then it, it depends because i don't know if this process is very common for people to do yeah. in the uk like i don't think there's hordes of people that are like going by the time they reach the age of me and going we need to freeze our eggs and sperm and yeah. embryos like i just don't know if that's the most common process i wouldn't think so like and 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 especially if you're young and healthy i don't think you even young women would really think about that unless they're unduly affected by more, it um, I've seen more talk about that recently I think particularly um, male genetics degrade faster over time um, and the like the damage to your DNA have like being a, a guy having a, a child like sperm degrades faster the older you get I think um, and actually the damage to sperm tend to be more permanent over multiple generations. So I have actually seen this as a thing people talk about now, that particularly for guys, they should look at um, um, freezing sperm in their 20s so that they've got good quality when they get older. Um, I wonder if this is something that the average guy really thinks about in his 20s. I don't think, it wasn't really talked about much when we were, but I've noticed over the last few years, this has been heavily recommended because there are problems um, more with... More men thinking, oh... I think it's partly the issue is over the last few decades we've seen people want to start families much later in life and that's actually having an effect on future generations. Especially in the UK I think that the age has increased for yeah. But people are having um, are putting kind of lower quality, sounds like a eugenics argument but putting lower quality genetics into um, I guess the kind of gene pool if they're starting older so this seemed like a fairly decent way to um, yeah, they just they are talking about it a, a bit more now that um, maybe you should you know freeze your genetic material when it's at its prime and then use that when you want to have uh, have kids, um, which I guess also gives you the benefit you can do certain screening as well to make sure you're you know you're not picking sperm that have say um, genetic disorders and stuff if that's something you want. Yeah, um, the so-called good quality sperm, although. Having good quality sperm and good quality eggs doesn't mean that you'll have a good quality child. <laughs> no, of course not. Because some no, it's, people it's have about, like an yeah. idea of what their kids are going to, um, yeah, of how their child's going to turn out. But no, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Um, I don't really know. Would you? Oh, gosh, this is going to sound really private. Would you have your sperm frozen? I probably would. Um, really? Yeah, if I get to, um, I think, 34 or 35, I, I think at that age I would, because... You're um, 31 now? 31. So within the next few years, I certainly will if it's... Um, should I freeze my eggs? God, now I, I'm thinking that I should freeze my eggs. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's so funny, we've never had this conversation. I before. know, I know. I don't know. But the problem is, though, there wouldn't be much point in us doing it unless we were really so, kind of torn on if we should have a child or not. I don't think so. I think it's just an option that it gives you. And 
I think given that it doesn't cost that much, it's probably a good thing. It, like, if you look at the the graphs for, um, say, genetic disorders based on the age of the mother and, and father, um, by the time you start to get to your early 40s, like kind of 41, 42, the risk just shoots up at that point. So it steadily increases over your 20s. I think in your 30s, it starts to speed up the, the risk. By the time you get to your 40s, the risk is like super, like it's way, way higher than it was in, in your 30s. Gosh, so I my think... mother just missed the boat on that. She was 37 when my sister was born. Oh, really? Yeah. What? She was pretty close to hitting 40. I think yeah. it was then or never. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, yeah. <laughs> well, you got the nice fresh genetics. <laughs> well, I maybe didn't turn out so good. God, so weird. And that's probably a good time to. But <laughs> what does that mean? It. It's not so weird. Well, it's bye from me. Bye from Cat. Bye from Ali. Bye from Ali Cat and Bamprop Productions Podcast. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>